0: Body checking is basically the idea of like compulsively checking your body in some way. like often or monitoring your your body or changes in your body um, sometimes repetitively, but often like feeling like you have to do it. and so or maybe you just notice yourself sort of subconsciously doing it.
1: Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy
2: Monday. Welcome back for another episode. You got to go to a fun
1: concert recently. So I saw Maggie Rogers at the Hollywood Bowl and like, We've both seen Maggie. That was actually the last concert we saw before COVID.
2: RIP concerts during COVID because that was the last one, and that one was lit. We were up front. Do you remember that? We were front
1: row. We were barricade. (sighs) That was amazing. And it was – was that like right after – heard it in a past life came out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she had her long, long hair. hair. She, was, she literally, was
2: literally like, it was giving, she had like, it was giving, f- it was giving Daisy Jones. It was giving Daisy. I was going to say it was giving Fleetwood Mac, but sure. It was giving Daisy Jones. Same thing. <laughs> Basically, they're the same. <laughs> um, it was. It was so fun. I mean, she was just living her best life dancing. And we like, we waited for like 30 minutes to get a wristband. Do you remember this? Like, and we like got to go up front because we were just like sitting, I think it was like first come first serve with seats. And then we went and waited in line and got a wristband and we like were literally up front. I need to find my videos from that because that was such a iconic concert.
1: No, it was a great show. It was outdoors and it was like. October so like the weather was like perfect we love October here on the podcast obviously (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so I went and saw her at the Hollywood Bowl which if you're not familiar with LA um the Hollywood Bowl was a very very iconic amphitheater for many reasons one it's huge it is
2: massive the video you sent me I was it was like giving red rocks but not red rocks It's
1: so kind of like in the scale of things
2: in the the similarity of like the seating and how it like, you know, is, is more like, um, I guess like arena style,
1: but not, I don't know how to even describe it. (laughs) It's just a massive amphitheater. So you have one section in the front and this is where my issue with the bowl is. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, in the very front of the bowl, it's, you have like almost boxes and there's tables and chairs at them, so you can... The idea is it was built, you know, like, for, like, the Philharmonic, so you can, like, eat your food and picnic while watching the concert and everything. People get wine. You can literally bring your own food into the amphitheater. Like, we brought food. We brought sushi and, like, chips That's and dip really to the show. fun. Shop. You just can't bring alcohol. You have to buy alcohol there.
2: That's fair. Um, mm-hmm.
1: So, um... Like, we were, it's a whole thing. Like, people go for that purpose. You're going for the venue more than you're going for the artist. Mm. And I'm going to get more into that in a second. <laughs> so, but where we were sitting at, it's all, like, wooden bench stadium seating, kind of. And um, that's really where the cheaper seats are and where, like, the usually the big fans are. Because in the front, the tables, it's the expensive seats. It's also where the season pass holders for the L.A. Philharmonic typically sit at and where they have their reservations at but um i had never gone to the bowl before this was my first time i knew it was iconic it was like built in 1920s like frank sinatra like eh, anybody who's anybody like it is a very big deal if you play at the bowl it was maggie's first bowl show too mm. um and she even made the comment so the first thing first the first two songs everybody was sitting down and i've never gone to a concert where everyone is sitting down unless it's like an orchestra or, like a, or something like a performance that's not you know, like, like, a, like a
2: concert <laughs> like
1: even like even Adele, i would I'm pretty, not want to i was sit gonna down. Say, I'm pretty
2: sure people stand for Adele. like a
1: like like, you know, like, like I'm pretty sure you stand for, like, John Mayer even, like, you know? like Yeah, definitely. Even if it's, like, chill coffee shop, Jack Johnson vibes, I'm pretty sure you're still standing. Very fucking weird. And I felt really self-conscious if I just decided to stand. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to be the only girl standing. So, luckily, people started standing, like, uh, and I think it was because, like, her third song was Burning, which was off Mm. of her first Mm -hmm. album. So it it was a more upbeat, even though the first two songs weren't upbeat. I don't know. But she made a comment like that the vibes were very weird. They were very off. And I've never had an
2: artist. Wasn't she like, it would be really disingenuous if I stood up here and didn't say that the vibes are weird? Yeah. <laughs> I was like watching her yeah. on TikTok of it and I was like,
1: oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah. She's like, they always say the bowl is interesting, but like you never really know what they mean when they say that. And I mean, imagine for you walking out into a big amphitheater like that. And everybody, especially the people you can see in front, they're all sitting. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, can I get a piece of that pizza? <laughs> and you're trying to, like, sit there and dance, you know, on stage and everything yeah. and perform, and they're just sitting. Like, the energy's just not being reciprocated. That was her whole thing. She's like, I can't feel you guys. Like, I just don't. And she's like, maybe it's just because it is a massive amphitheater, so just trying to get that energy back is very hard. Um, that would be,
2: like, so, if everybody who went to Arrows just sat.
1: It's just weird. Like,
2: Taylor would be, like, I mean, Taylor would still put up, like, Taylor would be, like, what is that?" But Taylor would even be, like, what is
1: happening? <laughs> it's just weird. And so, like, everybody where I was sitting was standing, and I was, like, I wish you could see that the back of, a, like, the back, your fans are, like. Excited for you. And, excited. like, vibing. And, Yeah. Yeah. So, but then I also, at the end of the show, I was like, this, was this concert really short? I was asking my friend that I was with, I was like, was this concert really short to you? And she was like, no, I feel like it was like the average length of a concert. And I was like, I'm fresh off of eras. So like, I don't know what, how long a real concert is like. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really don't. I'm off, I'm going off a three hour concert. Like, the you know, expectation
2: is now you must sing every single song you've ever written.
1: Because <laughs> that's what I was like, she didn't sing like half her songs. Like, what the hell? <laughs> um, Oops. but yeah, it was it was a little interesting. It was a little weird. I still love her. I still love Maggie. I think she's and her vocals have only gotten better, I think. Like she, her voice is so strong. Oh my gosh. Um, she has like one of my favorite songs
2: with um, with Zach Bryan. Have you heard Dawn's featuring her? No. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to send it to you literally right now and I, you have to listen to it after this because okay. it, you're going to be obsessed. One, I love okay. Zach Bryan, but her on that song just makes it, oh, it's so good um, for anybody that likes Maggie. Um, yeah, but I have exciting news. I'm going to My Heirs Tour, a.k.a. the Jonas Brothers, because (laughs) I... I love how you said My Heirs Tour, because, like, low-key, they kind of are copying Taylor. I mean, they they totally ripped Taylor off, I'm not going to lie. But also, I still have faith that I will eventually go to the the actual Heirs Tour. But anyways, I win Best Sister Award, obviously, um, because I got my sister and I tickets to the show in Charlotte for her birthday, Um, I literally texted her And I was like What are you doing On September 30th And she was like Nothing What are you doing And I said You now have plans And I sent her the (laughs) Like picture of the tickets And she was like What were you going to do She had plans I was going to say Make Blaine go with me Uh Oh So, um, so I'm very excited. Um, I am now on Jonas Brothers TikTok. I was like trying to like avoid it a little bit because I was having a little bit of FOMO and I was like, I really want to go see them again. But like all my friends already have tickets or they like, you know, are going in different states. Like you had tickets, Ashton had tickets, Jillian had tickets. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nobody asked me to go. And so I was like, you know what? I don't need them. I go by myself. So I literally just bought. Two. You also have a built-in guest all the time. You have Blake. I literally, blank. I literally <laughs> bought two tickets like on a whim, and I was like, "Okay, well, I will find somebody to go with me." Um, I had like my mm-hmm. list of people. I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna start with my sister, then my husband, then my favorite coworker," and I was like, "I'm just gonna go through all the, go through the list." <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I am. I'm really excited. Are we doing? Are we doing friendship bracelets for the Jones brothers? I can't quite gauge. I mean, like, why not? What's I happening? might just bring my Taylor Swift. <laughs> I, I, I like low key want to make some. I
1: have one that says "Moth Boy," so it it works in both references.
2: <laughs> oh my god! Wait, we need to make. Oh, we need to make friendship bracelets about Joe and Tate, like.
1: The songs they're
2: about, yes. <laughs> Riff mattress, Mister Perfectly Fine. Um.
1: <laughs> so someone gave Sophie Turner a Mister Perfectly Fine bracelet. <laughs> I saw that on TikTok.
2: Oh my God, that is that is amazing. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I hope his parents come to the Charlotte one, um, and I hope like That's I hope all the, I like from there. I hope all the um the wives come because I just love seeing them. We're in a decent section too. Um, we're in like the lower section. We're not on the at least. Floor. You're at a
1: normal, normal arena. It is normal. I'm at the stupid Dodgers stadium. Yeah, which why the fuck great. are you playing at a baseball stadium?
2: I wonder if. I mean, I know they grew up going to like Yankees games and stuff. I mean, because yet
1: yeah, they played at the Yankee yeah, Stadium. Yeah, but I'm like a baseball feed. The only they the, are trying the, to come. plus. I'm sorry. <laughs> they just couldn't the get the plus side. Is they couldn't get. The we still get Dodgers food and. I want my chicken cup on a... Um, my chicken cup. It's, it's For those of you that don't know, it's literally just like a regular huge drink with a baseball hat on top, a plastic one, and then you fill it with chicken strips and fries. Whoa. And so then you just have your food on a cup, and the straw goes through it, so you don't even have to take that out to drink, and it's just really convenient, so I can dance with my chicken strips... At the same time, <laughs> I, I am a little jealous about about that, but because um... <laughs> I literally the only reason I've ever gone to Dodgers games is for the food and for there like the socialization of it. So it's kind of like I get both the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I just I'm excited. I'm excited for sure. Do you
1: have a song that you really want to hear? Since they are playing, they're not playing every song from all five albums, but they are playing like a good chunk of you know they're playing songs from each album. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. Well, this kind of like is goes into my captivation. Um, I am back captivated um, by the a, a little bit longer album.
1: <laughs> okay, so they are play my my favorite song is from A little shelf? bit longer. Do they play I shelf? don't know that's not my favorite song. That's not I the one I care about. I that song. There was a TikTok of them teasing that they were playing got me going crazy. Mm. And I love that song. My favorite favorite song is Fly With Me. I uh, yes, yes, yes. It will always be Fly With Me. Yes. I love Fly With Me. Yeah. And Just Friends.
2: Yes. I I love the a little bit longer um album. It's just like I just like picture myself as this like a sweet sweet. I will say the
1: album art child. is still one of my favorite album art yes. covers. Yes. Is that album? Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be wearing my Burning Up t shirt from the Burning Up tour. <gasps> yeah. That is what I'm wearing. That's so
2: fun. Yeah. yeah. We're not exactly sure what we're wearing yet. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. I'm honestly, it's not even a song. I'm just ready to hear Nick sing Red Dress <laughs> because Red I've, been, dress. I've been seeing all the, all the videos. Red Dress! <laughs> That's what he sounds like. <laughs> everyone's like, it's. Everyone's like, it's so crisp tonight. And I'm like, what are y'all hearing? I'm not hearing any of I'm the I'm not hearing what you guys are hearing. Red no. dress. Also, Joe. Just let Joe sing it. Joe is cracking me up on this tour. I love Joe. And I want to have. I want to have that energy. I will still forever be a Nick girl. Um, did oh, no, you see yeah, like, Nick fall?
1: <laughs> oh, so my coworker's friend's the one that took that video. <laughs> I was like. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, My no. coworker's friend is the one who got that video. And so she lent it to us to post um, on social media. So, yeah, yeah. She made that go viral. That um, she does it quite often. So
2: funny. I literally saw it and I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and how he just ran away afterwards, which was hysterical. Yes, yes. But um, no, Joe, with his personality, often tempts me. He tempts me a lot um, because he's fucking hysterical. He is a Leo. He is great. He wished himself happy birthday, which I thought was hysterical as well, Um, like on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Like he commented on the Jonas Brothers Instagram page, like, wish Joe happy birthday. (laughs) He said happy birthday, Joe. Like, hysterical man. But then Nick came out in that muscle tee and backwards hat. Like, like, he was in his Frac guy I phase. Know. And Frac Guy Nick Ugh. is my favorite. Frag Guy Nick is my favorite, too. I, yeah. yeah. Mm hmm.
2: hmm. hmm. Yeah. yeah. I should wear my air freshener.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> make it like, like, like a, a necklace? necklace. Wait, I low key might do that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Well, I'm sure we can find you a shirt on Etsy.
2: Yes, I I'm I'm very excited. I, I got some I got some thoughts, but nothing nothing set in stone yet. So we'll see what we we'll see what um, we come up with.
1: Yeah, uh, my captivation. Thanks for asking me. Always, um, always asking is a song. Okay. Uh, have you heard um, "Boy from Carolina" by Ashley Kutcher? Yes, you sent it to me, and I
2: listened to it, and I like it a lot.
1: So. I had a friend that posted it on her Instagram story, and I was like, "Oh, boy, from Carolina! Like, I'm from Carolina. Like, mm-hmm. I'm curious what this is." I had listed, like, listened to it like on repeat today, because um, the just the hook of it and just the um, the cadence is very, very catchy. Uh, I highly recommend. And I realized she's like really big on TikTok, and like a lot of her songs have gotten big on TikTok. And I listened to a couple other ones, and they're really, really good. Mm-hmm. But. Um, At first, I thought I said Ashton Kutcher, and I was like, Ashton Kutcher has music about a boy from Carolina? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What are we doing, Ashton? (laughs) (laughs) I was so intrigued. Um, But no, Ashley Kutcher. um, Yeah, she's really, really good. Her voice is very, very, um, reminds me of a lot of other singers, Uh, reminds me of uh, a little bit, her music reminds me a little bit of Marielle uh, Mm Craft, who uh, is a friend of your former producer, uh, and... I, I think that they have very similar tones and voices, um, but
2: mm-hmm. yeah, I really. And she has like really a like that. she has a slight like country
1: flair to her too, like her voice. Mm-hmm. But like her, if you like her, all her other music, because I listen to like a plethora of them, is not country. Yeah, music no, 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 I, I definitely style. don't feel
2: like she falls into that. But just like the, I guess more how her voice sounds gives me mm-hmm. a little just this very smidge. Like you're definitely from the Carolinas or you're from somewhere, somewhere south. Baltimore.
1: She's not country at all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never mind. But yeah. Yeah, she I think she I think she does a lot of vulnerability and honesty within her song. So I highly recommend checking that out. But nice. um Yeah, we're gonna get into today's episode. I wanna go ahead and preface that we are talking about body image, eating disorders, um confidence. We're talking a lot about those topics. So if any of these, um, topics are sensitive to you and you, um, need to not listen to it, just go ahead and skip this week's episode. We'll see you next week for a brand new one, but uh, I just do like to get that warning a little bit ahead of time in case it is triggering for anybody. We want you to take the utmost self-care for yourself, but we are joined by a wonderful uh, non-diet nutritional therapist today. She is so intriguing. um, Brenna is amazing and she's so sweet and we had a really lovely conversation with her. But before we get into all that, if you're curious to see any more content from this week's episode, we have Instagram at the gal sky pod where we are uploading a ton of more content with her and then we also have covered very similar episodes before and our uh, podcast episode uh, list you can check out on apple spotify wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review but before we get into everything we're going to get into a couple ad reads and then we'll be right back with brenna
2: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
0: Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever.
1: Alrighty gal. So today we are joined by a delightful dietitian who specializes in non-diet nutritional therapy and eating disorder recovery. Everyone, please welcome Brenna O'Malley.
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. We're so thrilled to talk to you. Hannah, I know, is like really excited about this episode. She and I were gabbing about just like different possibilities because we've done other episodes of this realm, Um, but we haven't really tackled like, I guess I want to say like the more um, psychological side of um, like what being so harsh on your body, like with diets and just like society and everything has like done um, to us like over the years, especially like growing up in the age of social media um, and just being so active online and constantly having people judge your body and, you know, people being able to see everything 24-7. So um, we're so excited to kind of dive into this episode today um, and really tackle that. But uh, before we just jump into everything, I always like to start the episode by asking our guests something that they're currently captivated by um, in the realm Mm -hmm. of the universe. Is there something that you're just currently obsessed with?
0: currently obsessed with is kind of maybe fits. I was just on I'm from the east coast originally and I was just on the east coast for like a week with family and I have a new niece so it's like fun cute family Aww, relaxing Aww. time and we just stocked up so many this is not where you think this is going probably so many like spin drifts <laughs> in raspberry lime flavor and I can't get enough raspberry lime spin drift and that is what I'm currently captivated by
2: Okay, that sounds... <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I've never had
0: that. Yeah, it's really, I think it's one of the better flavors.
1: It mm. sounds really refreshing. I love that.
0: Mm-hmm. It was refreshing. I think maybe, like, the setting probably helped, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I was having, like, all these spin drifts and not thinking about anything, <laughs> but um, it has carried over now that I'm back in San Francisco,
1: so... Nice. Awesome. That sounds like a great way, I think, like, a nice little refreshment to have, like, Ending summer, uh, kind of like you know, kids are going back to school kind of vibes. Uh, let's like mm-hmm. have a relaxing kind of day. That sounds great. I love that. We are food and beverage like queens over here. Like, I feel like every week Hannah and I like give a new food and beverage recommendation to our listeners. So we love adding more stuff to our Amazon shopping lists, <laughs>
2: basically. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yes. I, I would help. love to hear your reacts too if you want to share that. <laughs> I'm a big beverage gal uh i'm trying to think currently i'm on to grape olipop Ooh. big fan mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i i'm not or right Cel- or celsius you are celsius always talking also. about celsius i swear <laughs> <laughs> they should cut you a check
0: yeah. they should they should i've Listen. never had a celsius i see them everywhere and i hear so much about them but
2: what- i'm not sure they're actually like necessarily the best thing to put in your body but it's better than a monster or like a like a starbucks triple shot drink so um mm-hmm. but the mixed berry is my favorite there
1: we go i'm gonna assume that's probably infinitely better than like a frappuccino with like a hundred grams of sugar in it at starbucks oh yeah
2: <laughs> i'm sure that i'm sure there's still bad ingredients oh, yeah. but you know it is what it is well we are taught
1: t- choose our we we choose our battles we are talking to a dietitian today so like we yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm like here's the list what 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 should i not have in my body
1: <laughs>
2: probably this thing here uh citric acid <laughs>
0: yeah that's that's okay that's like
2: uh that's yeah like citrus uh-huh. you know, you're of, like, we're like, good. Good, yeah. good, 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 good it just you know it just says acid and you're like wait should i Yeah,
1: yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, one thing that I mentioned, like in your intro, was that you are a, you specialize in non diet uh, nutritional therapy. Can you break down mm-hmm. like what exactly like is that, and what made you want to go with in that route of diet, like dietitian and nutritional values?
0: yeah so i so medical nutrition therapy is is or nutrition counseling are like the service that dietitians provide it's like means like when you're working with um like a client like what you're doing is like called nutrition therapy or nutrition counseling um and then i practice from like a non-diet approach which means that like i practice from like a weight inclusive approach and like we'll use elements of like intuitive eating and a lot of the times the people that i'm working with are working on their relationship with food Mm. um So I'm like not working with like weight loss or um, like specifically that, but it's more so kind of thinking like what is someone's like relationship with food and taking that just as much into consideration as um, like what they're specifically eating. So I think that it can be helpful because um, I think it can be helpful for someone maybe looking for someone to work with and they're like, what are the things that I'm like value and I'm looking for in working with someone. And I like to describe it as like, I'm not like prescribing someone like a meal plan or like some specific things to eat or saying like, you should do all these things. I think it's more um, kind of like meeting the client where they're at, like kind of finding out like the context, like in a first session, we're talking about things. What was your relationship with food? Like growing up, Um, you know, what did like parents or siblings, what was their dieting or eating? Like what were the messages that you learned around food and your body How did it feel to be in your body growing up? Like were people comparing bodies that you were Mm -hmm. around? And I think it gives us like a nice context of that all of us, like you said, have like live in bodies throughout the world and like grow up and get all these messages. And it influences us and like sometimes it influences us in certain ways. And like it doesn't, you know, really impact our food that much in a way, our relationship with food in a way that is problematic or we notice. And then sometimes there are things like you graduate or it's summer or you're getting married or you're feeling these different pressure bubbles and then it can sort of crop up more in a way that you might want some support around.
1: Now there's always, I feel like especially like in film and I think TV um, a lot of the times, like when there is usually like a character um, that is like dealing with um, either just like not having a good relationship with food or their body diet or um, they do have like an eating disorder. Oftentimes, it's always like, like usually the mother like putting like a lot of pressure like on um, the daughter most of the time. Um, do you find that um, a lot of the times it's more of like like that na- like that nurturing like how you are brought up that has more of an influence than something like social media, or do you feel like both have a really, especially nowadays, have a really heavy hand on that sort of? mindset?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's a mix. I think, I think that sometimes it's, you know, someone can kind of look back and say, like, these things, like, these things that my parents said, or my mom said growing up, I can, like, hear them in my head, and I think about them, and they, like, you know, are totally there, and I think there's other times where it's, like, you know, nobody said this to me explicitly, but I, like, saw, I observed mm. this happening, right, or, like, I noticed that you know, people ate this way. Adults, adults ate in this way, or made these comments about themselves, you know, or about other people's eating. And I, it wasn't targeted at me, but I kind of like observed mm-hmm. this behavior, and like that was the norm. And I think with social media, I think that comes maybe a little bit later in life. Um, but I even things like um, I work with adolescents sometimes, and kids will say things like, uh, like TV shows they watch, they notice that like all of the characters are in like thin size bodies. Right. And like nobody, there's like not really much body diversity Mm -hmm. there or like there's shows where there's like depicting bullying based on body size. Right. And that's like meant to be like the joke, but it's like, oh, like that Mm -hmm. is, you know, Mm -hmm. just so you, I think you can see those types of things. I think it,
1: there's a range for sure. I I asked just because I I know for myself, speaking for me only, like growing up, um, I had like parents who like definitely were like you are beautiful, like just champion and like bo- trying to constantly boost my confidence. But as I got older um, and started like actually noticing like my body for the first time and, you know, not just like as like a vessel that my like soul like lives in, like, you know, that it should be, it should look this way and it should be this size and all this stuff. Um, even though I grew up in a very like um, empowering household, all these thoughts started circling in and I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> and I, I was always wondered like, you know, which has always like, where did that come from for me? And I think a lot of times it was, you know, growing up and seeing like, um, you know, seeing, seeing the Victoria's Secret ads, seeing, um, you know, social media as I got older and people, um, and seeing all the influencers and the Kardashians who have these perfect bodies due to plastic surgery. And one thing Hannah and I have always said on our podcast is that you you're you were not ugly you were just poor because most of those people can afford to not uh, look normal they can afford to have the perfect body and it is not realistic and that is not what everybody should look like it's not what they even probably look like when they wake up out of bed they have filters and everything and One thing that I think we have just tried to like really champion and push like on this podcast is that like everyone is beautiful. You should be, you're deserving of love no matter how you look and that um, every woman is special in their own way. I think that's one thing that we have just always tried to push. And I hope that the gals that are listening do feel that way um, and feel like we can help um, boost that. But I am curious as to what, is there anything that personal happened in your life that made you want to start? doing this if you don't mind sharing
0: yeah yeah absolutely and also I just love I love what you just said too I think that's like so nice to like have a space where people can like listen in and get that especially if I think social media is such a like Mm double-edged sword in some ways right it's like can be so toxic and so hard and then I think there's like you can connect with different communities that really open you up to all these different really wonderful. Mm-hmm. So that's just very cool that you have both. Created. Thank so, you. Um Yeah. Yeah. Um For me, I, I kind of a combination growing up, I lo- loved food, loved watching like Food Network would love like creating recipes and cooking and all of that and really didn't think about my body or food. I think I have like no real memories of like, think, thinking much about food or my body until early high school when I started having some like food intolerances Mm
2: -hmm. and was
0: diagnosed with being, or it was suggested to be gluten-free. But I hadn't had the official testing for some like other reasons. And so, you know, I was kind of given this new way of eating was like before like the major wave of Mm gluten-free things um, in like 2010. And so I think for myself, I kind of latched onto it a bit and like made it much more like disordered and um, that like some positive pieces of that is like it led me to working with a dietitian who I had a really wonderful relationship with in high school. And it like was the first time I was connecting like how I was eating to how I was feeling. And that was cool and creative in some ways, but it was definitely also for me, like, led to like some many years of like disordered eating and body dysmorphia and like working with people through that for myself, like therapists and dietitians. And I initially wanted to go to college um, for like marketing and to make a food product, like to make a food brand. I thought that would be really cool. (laughs) And um, I, as I worked in like some of the marketing parts of it, I thought it would be a good idea to like be a dietitian because then my product would be like, you know, stamp of approval from the dietitian. <laughs> no, no, smart.
1: Like, that's smart. That's, that's really yeah. smart, though.
0: <laughs> and so that was, like, my initial, like, thought and path. And then as I was doing, like, you know, kind of like anything, I was, like, trying to get experience in dietetics and nutrition. So I was working for an eating disorder practice in New York and loved, like, the counseling part of it. Again, kind of, like, similar to that relationship with a dietitian that I had had and um, – I worked for some like startup food companies. There was like some marketing elements still, but I, in doing that, I would sometimes be the person who was like in whole foods or like in the grocery store, handing out samples to people of like, you know, try this product. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I realized just how much conflicting information people had around food and like what they decided to eat and what felt healthy to them. And, you know, it was like every other person would have like a different list of criteria where they would either like this product I was selling or not, but they were all conflicting. And so I was 19 and just thinking like, nobody knows what they're talking about, About <laughs> like, you know, this just all sounds so like everyone feels kind of like a little confused, and, but also has this really long laundry list of like the things that they're looking mm-hmm. for and feel like this is how to be like the healthiest you can be. So I kind of wanted to combine those two things like I, I thought it was just really interesting how people made choices around food including myself and then I really liked also like the longer relationships that you could have with someone like by working with a dietitian for a period of time so um, yeah a combination of like personal experience and like you know kind of going through some of those pieces myself and then also being really interested in kind of the marketing and the language and the branding parts.
1: yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting because I will say there was like a phase, I don't know when it was, but there was like a phase where I was like only shopping Whole Foods, organic stuff. And like, one, organic, I don't feel like it's all, it's probably not always better for you because, and and correct me if I'm wrong, like anybody can also say like something's like, it's organic that they can't just place anything on, but like... Natural, natural they can place that yeah like it's not that's words it's not FDA regulated or something and so people just just don't know like what is what and they always think that if it says that it's probably healthier for you but it, that's not always the case just because it's so unregulated and learning I was just like you know what I got to college and I was like I can't afford to eat all organic kale salads, Um, I have $50 in my checking account that I got to make last two weeks. So but still eating just vegetables, regardless, it's still better for me than if I wasn't eating them at all. And you know, just shipping that um, from my diet, because for me, it was always really hard to kind of, and I know Hannah is also me and Hannah have very much the same palate when it comes to food. Waiters love us because we order the same <laughs> thing at restaurants. It's so easy to keep track of. Uh it really is. <laughs> <laughs> like we are we are a busy restaurant's dream, honestly. But <laughs> we um We have both, I think, struggled with stepping sometimes out of our comfort zones when it came to trying new foods. And I know that Hannah, like you've worked like with kids at your day job as a speech therapist to um, like work with dietitians before to help kids like break those comfort zones before. Is that Mm -hmm. something that people would go to someone like you to assist with? Or is going to someone like you only reserved usually for people struggling with like an eating disorder and wanting to, um, reformulate their, just how they approach food.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say not, not only that, like, I think if someone wants like to, you know, feel like change something or like check in on their relationship with food in general, it doesn't have to be that they either are diagnosed with an eating disorder or, feel like they even have disordered eating, like it could also be like, I just want to have like support from someone or check in on like, you know, even sometimes it's like more like logistics things. It's like, okay, this is like what my day looks like. I have a really hard time deciding what to have for these meals, not from a, I want this person to like give me a meal plan and tell me what to Mm. eat, but more like how can I do this in a way that maybe doesn't feel obsessive or super rulesy or like I'm trying all these things and it feels like I'm you know feeling always hungry or I feel like I'm feel out of control around food at night or I, my day is so busy like whatever it is I feel like there's also food allergies um like sometimes can be one that I work with or you know just wanting to feel like there's more flexibility but from a place that's like not feeling diety, really
1: no that's great to know because I feel like yeah. sometimes people think that like going to either a nutritionist or a dietitian is reserved only for um very like serious cases and not something where it's like I just want to round out my palate I just want to round out my meals and make sure that I am fulfilling all these nutritional gaps so that I don't have like heart disease later on in life or whatever it may be um so that's really great to know um I guess like and you go ahead oh sorry no, go ahead. You touched on, like,
2: intuitive eating, I think, when you were talking earlier, and I really think that that's something that, at least from my standpoint, a lot of children aren't taught, or at least maybe more so now with the generation that's raising kids, but, you know, back when we were young, like, we – our expectation for dinner was to eat, you know, eat as much as we could. And then my like parents expectation from their parents was to finish their plate. And so I really appreciate the idea of intuitive eating because I think it really forces you to listen to your body. Um, And it's something that I've had to kind of teach myself over the years. Like tonight, for example, like I wasn't super hungry. I had a protein shake and some hummus like, and that was and that fulfilled me and I was fine with that. Again, I had a heartier lunch, but just wasn't really feeling anything. And sometimes I think it's – I get wrapped up in the whole like I must have three really great meals every single day and they must have X amount of protein and like all these things that, you know, when you're scrolling through TikTok or whatever, you're like how to maintain health. Eat this amount of protein and this amount of this. And and so I really like think that that's a really positive thing to teach people and, and you know, just kind of to reframe how you approach eating um, and, like, finding that balance between, like, enjoying food for, like, pleasure but also remembering that the purpose of food is to fuel your body. And so, like, I don't know. I just really think that that's a cool, like, mindset shift that I really do feel like is something you have to learn. It's not – I mean, I feel like it's supposed to be innate but it's not innate for some reason. So.
0: Yeah, well, I think we, I I think we like kind of come up against like so many things, you know, that like make that not possible or not super easy, right? Whether it's just like timing of meals or that you have like a lunch time or a lunch break, right? It's like not easy to say, oh, I I feel a little bit hungry right now at like 1030. It's like, that's not convenient, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, I think by starting to like tune into or like maybe give yourself some more Space to sort of check in instead of saying, like, eating has to look this certain way, and I should be perfectly satisfied by this sandwich because it's a sandwich and that means it's complete, right? Instead of saying, like, oh, sometimes you need some like other sides with that, and mm-hmm. it, that's not bad or like a failure or something else, it's um, just sometimes you do need a little bit more, and I think that can allow you to, like, or like, you know, oh this time I was satisfied with like this different thing. And it's also not the end of the world. It's like, I can kind of, it takes some of the pressure off of it all being perfect. And it's more like, this isn't, you know, the stakes aren't so high for every single time you're eating. That would be so exhausting. Instead it's like, okay, generally I like eat these types of things and these foods. And I, you know, there's a little bit more of a zoomed out feeling to it than putting so much pressure on each of those choices.
1: Yeah. I like that because that was gonna be my question was like what were what would be like some first steps and t- like honing in on that intuition and getting better at that because I know for me a medication that I take every day se- severely suppresses my appetite so like I will eat dinner like I had I have to eat breakfast before I take this medication or else I will not eat until dinner time and sometimes it is a struggle for me to even eat lunch because I just genuinely like have no appetite until like 7 p.m and then I'm like why am I so tired all the time it's because I haven't had anything to eat during the day <laughs> and then I'm binging at night and eating so much and eating more sugar and you know eating more than I probably would if I was just taking the time to have a proper breakfast and lunch and so it's um I feel like sometimes it's hard to do it but it's not being I've tried my best like not to be harsh on myself it's like it's okay if you just have a salad for lunch like that's fine and um just eating like what I can um so that I don't feel I don't feel like a huge crash by the time I reach like 3 Mm p.m in the day and I don't want to just like go crawl in bed and take a nap um is there any other things that you would recommend in order to like hone in on that intuition a little bit more
0: yeah I think checking in I think a good one can be like checking in if there's like long period well long periods of time between meals. I think that's just a general good check-in for all of us, right? Because we just know that bodies generally do well when we eat like consistently throughout Mm -hmm. the day. Um, And and I think sometimes that can also give some like grace to like, let's say like a pattern similar to what you're talking about. It's like really common if we're like not eating throughout the day to be super hungry at night because we just like haven't had very much. And it's like, we're just trying to like, give ourselves something to eat or, and it makes sense that you would maybe then eat past fullness or like feel hungrier, or like crave different foods than normal. Like all of that makes a lot of sense if you give yourself like this context of, of like what the day has looked mm-hmm. like. Right. Um, I think another thing can be like noticing like what influences like your food choices? Like, is it like certain shoulds that come up for you? Is it, you know, I should have this. I shouldn't have this. Like I had too much. I shouldn't have done that. Like Are those a big part of your dialogue? Is it trying to choose like the quote healthiest item on the menu? Mm -hmm. Is it trying to eat what the person you know who you're eating sharing a meal with maybe is eating, or not in a way of like, oh, I just want the exact thing as them
1: because we are so aligned and like. So Hannah, stop copying me when we go to dinner. Sorry, you know, like
0: like the pressure of uh, you know like not wanting to eat more. Like this can come up in like dating sometimes too. One thousand percent. Yeah. Like eating more than like who you might be on a date with or like feeling conscious of that in some way, or even just eating in public generally, like sometimes that's a feeling of like feeling judged for what you're doing. And so therefore like changing how you're eating. Um,
1: I think those can be some good check-ins. No, one, I'm glad you brought up the dating thing because I have definitely gone on dates with a guy who's like, I'm going to get like this piece of salmon over like microgreens and rice. And meanwhile, I'm like, I was really wanting, like, this big plate of spaghetti or, like, this, like, nice steak or something that is (laughs) a lot, like, you know, meatier or, like, heavier than, like, what they were having. And then, like, I, you know... Shy back, and I'm like, I'll just have the Caesar salad, and then I'm starving by the end of the date. So I go home, and then I like chow down on like chips and ice cream, like whatever I have like left over. And again, going back to like the overeating thing, where and then and, and then proceeding to feel awful about myself because I did that, and not feeling comfortable with the person that I'm with. And I think that is something a lot of women, especially, I feel like, have encountered, and especially in the early stages because you're already so aware of like when like as soon as you start getting intimate with a person and like you know being self-conscious sometimes about like your body and um wanting to constantly look like perfect in order to get um a, a potential partner and there's one thing that I've seen you talk about like on your social media which is body checking and I had like I had heard of what it was before, but I never heard that term used before. Mm-hmm. And when I saw it, I showed it to Hannah and I was like, this is this is literally like it's what it. <laughs> it goes on in my head. So would you mind like breaking down like what exactly that is um, for the gals? Because I feel like it's something that they probably definitely have experienced more than once in their lifetime.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Body checking. I did not come up with this phrase um, either, but body checking is basically the idea of like compulsively checking your body in some way, like often or monitoring your, your body or changes in your body um, sometimes repetitively, but often like feeling like you have to do it. And so, or maybe you just notice yourself sort of subconsciously doing it. So examples, I think the most common example like is probably when you're like walking by a reflective surface and maybe like, maybe it's like a window on the street, maybe it's a mirror in your house and you, it's not just necessarily that you're looking at yourself, but you might notice that you look at certain parts of your body and maybe you always look at those certain parts of your body and maybe you even have some criteria of like what you're checking for. Like, is this like, it might just be like quick, like two categories, like that looks okay. That doesn't look okay. You know? And, um, If you notice yourself doing that, that could be an example of body checking. Other examples are like. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Literally did that
2: this morning at Pure Bar.
1: (laughs) Oh my God. The mirrors in those studios. They're everywhere. (gasps) And you're in, you're doing those sit-ups in the most unflattering (laughs) angle. No one looks good doing a sit-up. I'm sorry. (laughs)
2: also you're like sweaty and you're moving oh and you're like thinking about so many well, other first things I was like my posture is horrid <laughs> and then I was like trying to fix my bra to like like you know how it like rolls over in the back sometimes and I was like oh that looks terrible and I was like I always do it every single class I'm like oh this is dumb mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah
0: fun. it's like
2: it's Exhausting too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean yeah. it's but for me, especially like whenever I have a huge mirror in my bathroom. So go to get in the shower, it's like hi, we're Ta-da. we're here. <laughs> we're right here. And we're here. I guys. shower at night. I'm not a morning shower person, like ever. So I'm shower at night. Like, you know, after a full day of eating, and I'm like, I look so bloated and this is just great. And like I don't wanna like ever look at myself. And i I see. Here's the thing. I go into mood, I go through moods of either I am the sexiest person alive, Megan Fox, look out. <laughs> to I feel like a troll that lives underneath the four hundred five, and I don't <laughs> want to ever come out. Those are the two moods that I am in. And it all depends on what time of day I'm looking at myself in the mirror, and mm-hmm. I I feel like I have done so much better as I've gotten older to not use such like negative words about myself because I saw I saw somewhere where like if you wouldn't say that about your best friend why are you saying it like or your mom like why are you saying it like about yourself and trying just to be more loving are there like any like and are there any ways that you feel like people can just be like more kinder like I guess to themselves like as they're trying mm-hmm. to heal their image of their body
0: yeah well I think I I want to quickly comment on like what you just mentioned of like feeling like you have this total range of how you see feel about yourself like even in the same day Mm. right of like feeling like you're like oh my god I'm the best ever to like okay I never want to like look in the mirror again I, I think it's just such a that's like what body image is like why it's different than like our physical body like even if you notice like some physical changes like bloating or like these different things like our body isn't changing like super significantly each day. Like our weight fluctuates based on like water and going to the bathroom and like, you know, salt. If I had mozzarella that that day. yeah. For the most part, it's not like, it's not like super. um, It's not, our body isn't changing all that much from day to day. Our body image can change super drastically throughout the day and it can be really distressing. And I think, kind of like that awareness piece, like maybe that will be my my theme of this, of our chat Mm -hmm. is like kind of like bringing some awareness to these different pieces can be helpful Mm -hmm. because if we all live in this diet culture where like when we feel discomfort in our bodies, the solution that is told to us is to like eat a certain way or go join a new workout class or, you know, change your body in some way. Um, But if right now we're talking about how our body isn't even really changing all that much, it's like just the cycle of the day. And like, if, Every time we feel that discomfort, we hop on a new diet or like tell ourselves we need to do that. It's just such a exhausting cycle Mm -hmm. kind of instead of maybe saying like, okay, like what are some things I can add in when I feel this? Because I know I'm going to feel it. Maybe not every day, but there are probably going to be some times over the next three weeks when I feel pretty tough around my body and like what would help it feel less like the world is ending and I need to like do something to change this right now. And so sometimes that's just like giving yourself a heads up of like, okay, whenever I step into the shower, I like, you know, I think this. So like when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm gonna say something else to myself or like Mm -hmm. I'm just not gonna look. Like if I'm if I often look at certain parts of my body, I'm gonna instead like, you know, give myself a high five in the mirror, like smile Mm -hmm. or like say like, you know, I'm my hair is this color or Like this is something that happened today. And just sort of like rewriting that experience a little bit to like interrupt that sort of cycle. Um, But some other things could be kind of like you're saying, like thinking, what are some things I would say to a friend who is feeling this way right now? Or like at the end of, you know, my friend's day, what are some things I, I talk with them about? Like, what do I say to them? What do I check in with them on? And like, can you do that with yourself instead of maybe, you know, listing off these things that you're feeling like critical of or like oh you should have done these things differently or you should have had that food or those different pieces just to kind of give yourself yeah like a little bit more of like a conversation instead of always like having the stakes definitive so high there yeah
1: yeah
2: because it it was I feel oh no go ahead ahead, I was gonna say I feel like this is a part of my brain I want to rewire because like I want to have kids in the next couple of years and If I'm negatively talking about myself, what's that going to show them about how to, how to see themselves? And so I think that that is really starting to creep up from the back of my mind of like, if I'm sitting and talking about how I don't like my arms or something stupid like that, then my kid, like my kids are going to hear that. Even if I don't think that they're hearing it, they're going to hear it. They're going to see it, or they're going to see me always covering up or, you know, something like that. And I want to give them the verbiage that's going to just be more positive. And so I've really been thinking about this topic, honestly, lately. And I've seen a lot of, like, people talking about it on TikTok. Like, being more positive about yourself so that your kids – like, you're, you're you're their role model. So just something mm-hmm. I've been thinking about.
1: Well, and the one thing for me that I, I – like, I knew your menstrual cycle, like, plays a definitely affect like on, especially like, on your appearance like hormonally but then learning you know when exactly like what sh- what I should be eating like during like a, like my menstrual cycle or like during like the follicular phase and like luteal phase and um all that and just trying to um give myself grace. It's like your body's doing a lot right now, especially like when you're bleeding, (laughs) like there's a lot going on. You have a lot of hormones constantly like pulsing through your body and just learning to be a lot more gentler and just, um, you know, just whatever my body wants that week, it is allowed to have, it is totally fine. And just, you know, you're going to gain that extra water weight like during that week you'll be completely fine by Monday. Like it's, you're going to feel normal by Monday. And just like allowing myself to just remind myself that that this is not like, I don't always look like this. Like I I am, my body is doing the one thing that it should be doing. So I'm not pregnant. Like (laughs) like that is what I'm just like reminding myself. And I think that, um, I think that now that more people, especially I've seen for at least on my FYP on TikTok, like a lot of more people talking about like, your, your natural like like menstrual cycle and like what goes into that and how it affects like your appearance I think has been like super handy and just understanding like hormones and like how medication also affects your body as well too um has been um, really helpful so I, I those are like some reminders that I always ca- kind of give myself is there any reminders that you will like give clients just to kind of like get through those days where they're really struggling
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, part of it can be like remembering that this like feeling will pass a bit, like in the acuity mm-hmm. of it. Like when it's and I, I think sometimes that's why it can be helpful like for myself. I know like when I travel, like I can feel totally fine, like before I leave for a trip. And then like sometimes I get to where I'm going and I'm like putting on what I brought to wear and I like will feel like myself in sort of a flurry of like not feeling great about what I brought mm-hmm. and, or my body or these different things. And I honestly just kind of try to remind myself that that happens. And then I don't bring things that I don't think I'm that, you know, those things you keep in your closet, they are like, maybe this will be yep. a trip that I like finally like how yep. this looks. And it's like, I don't bring those You're never going to wear it. <laughs> like,
1: you're, you bought it yeah, to wear so- Malibu. You're never going to wear it. Yeah. Like just get rid of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so I think sometimes like knowing that things like if you notice some patterns like okay around like when I get my period I I feel like I feel a lot of body image thoughts and like it's not my my peak like you know easiest time but like these are some clothes that I like like to wear that I know fit me these are maybe reorganizing your closet so that when you go or like your drawers so that when you go to take something to put on in the morning you're you have things that you know fit your body now that you generally like so that you're not adding to that process by then putting on something that you kind of hate or like you forgot about and just like kind of adding to that cycle. So that can be something and like having some like feel good things that you do like to do that just make you feel nice, whether it's like a movie night in or, you know, having a bath or like listening to a podcast or calling a friend or doing something relaxing. Those can be some things that just like basically like taking care of yourself like being like okay this is like a hard day this is a hard time and that's okay um maybe it's not the time to go through instagram or go through your photos from a trip you were just mm. on and like start comparing your body mm. and so maybe there's like some little boundaries use that for yourself of this would probably not make me feel so great right now um but Actually, for trips, I like to talk about like a 24 to 48 hour rule, sort of of a separate piece. But like if you come home from a trip and maybe you get some photos of the weekend and you notice yourself sometimes getting in these like body image cycles where you're like picking yourself apart or feeling a lot of feelings post the trip of just and maybe you've got a photo, let's say, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I don't like this. I want to delete it. I want to untag myself. Um, and maybe just like giving yourself like I will not make any like major decisions about these for another two days and just letting yourself see how that feels. Like you can totally do what you want then, but yeah. maybe just like letting yourself like come down from the trip, feel a little bit more settled into your week, and then go back and look at them.
2: I like that. Yes. I like that. I feel like there are photos I've taken that I'm like, oh, I don't want to post that. And then I look back at them and I'm like, why didn't I post that? <laughs> I look good. I look good in that photo. Like, I don't know what I was thinking that day, but today I'm like, that's fire. Um, <laughs> I feel like that happens more often than not. Yes. Mm-hmm. One thousand
1: percent. I mean, there's oh, even been times Hannah's face tied to me that like, she'll try on different outfits like for the trips and she doesn't like how she looks. And I'm like, your tits look awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, you, I know you are looking at probably one specific area that I'm not paying like any, atten- any attention to, to. whatsoever, yeah. and just remind yourself that, like, how you view yourself is literally not how everybody else you are going to be, like, the worser critic on yourself than mm-hmm. anybody else is going to be. And I especially try by myself that when I'm like dating, like, mm-hmm. this guy is just happy to probably be talking to a girl like he doesn't <laughs> like. What you notice that like one little like patch of cellulite that you only notice he has never noticed ever in his life and will never notice. And it is okay. You will survive. He is just happy that you have a heartbeat and you're breathing. (laughs) Like that is what I always just try to like get by because I know for me, we just recently went to Vegas for my birthday and I don't think I've ever posted like a bikini photo like in my life, because I will sit there and just be like, no, that doesn't, nope, don't like that. Don't like that little like crease in my stomach. Like, no, we're not doing that. And I posted it and I was like, I've never, I've never done that. And I felt, I thought I looked great. I felt great. And, um, just taking those little wins, I think. And just, those are the kind of like body confidence that I try to like, I want to be able to channel, like if they eventually like every day and I try to like really um I guess like champion myself like when I do feel that because um it's not that I looked completely different than how I did yesterday when I was like, <laughs> like I look the probably the exact same um but I'm just not like in a negative headspace and I just want to be able to be yeah. in that headspace I think more often
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah and I, like, I love that it's I like so like such a nice I think a nice thing too about um, I think before you were talking about like, or maybe I was just thinking this as you were talking about, like about like a tune, like, you know, all these. Oh, there was a face. Like, that was a whole face. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's like so nice to also, I think something cool about, you know, however someone wants to post online, like whatever that means, like of just, you know, that it is you also, right? Like, it's not like feeling like you're kind of creating this like other image of yourself that then you also are comparing back to right like and that isn't you because you edited it or changed mm-hmm. it or like you were talking about like the kardashians and like that kind of a thing so yeah i think that's so nice to be able to be in a place where that feels feels and I mean, good and yeah
1: and it took it took a while to get there for sure and that's why i think i try to also remind people is that it is not some because i i i remember vividly this is back like when I was in grad school, someone asked me one day, like, how, like you are so confident. Like, how did you get to that point? And I was very flattered. Cause I was like, <laughs> I don't feel that way. And it was just a lot of like faking it and just being delusional that, um, I was <laughs> that like amazing, um, person. And, uh, to the point where like, I think I like, just, you just trick yourself into believing it and then it becomes the truth. And, um, I, I think that's like what now I'm trying to do. Like I did that already with my attitude, my personality, and now I'm trying to do it like with my body. But yeah.
0: I love that. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> but again, like it took, it took years to get to that point. Mm-hmm. It was of of me, you know, going through middle school and absolutely hating and being bullied for my looks and then hating like how I looked and getting um, through that Um by just endless amount of like love I was able to like give myself and um I'm now 30 and here we are um I couldn't say this I it's amazing to look back to how I am as a 30 year old to where I was at 15 like half my age completely I think revolutionized like the way I think about my body so I just like to say that because I want people to know that it's not something that happened overnight and I'm sure like with your Mm -hmm. clients it's not something that happens overnight with them either
0: Yeah. I mean, that's also so cool to just, like, a reminder, too, that, like, it can change. Like, you know, like, it can feel in one way and it can, like, get a lot better or a lot more peaceful. And, like, I think also the opposite of, like, really struggling with your body isn't necessarily being, like, absolutely obsessed with it. Like, I think it can also be, like, there's nuance and, like, some days are hard and some days are really good and most of the time I'm in the middle and I, like, can move through it and that, you know, is also... So cool.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been delightful. I feel like for me to talk about, and I hope that it's been really inspirational and um, helpful to the gals listening. But, um, but before we let you go, uh, we always like to end our episodes like with a survival tip. And so, we would love to know, like, do you have a survival tip? You know, to help g- our gals be able to be more confident and um, just be like kinder and gentler to their bodies.
0: Oh, I love that. I think, I think a survival tip could be, I mean, I really think if you were to say to yourself, like at whatever point you're at, kind of like, would I want like my best friend or sibling or child to like feel the way that they, that I feel right now about their body or about themselves or in how I'm talking to myself. And if the answer is no, then just like, maybe giving yourself some compassion because that's hard to recognize. And then also asking yourself, like, what could you do that would be like really kind for yourself today to like maybe move more towards that?
1: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks. This has been so nice, like talking to you. I really haven't thoroughly enjoyed this and I hope you have as well. Yes. Um, before we let you go, we would love to give you a chance to mic Mike is all yours. Let people know like where they can find you, um, where they can um, get more of your content as well.
0: Yeah, I would love that. Um, so my Instagram is at thewellful, and then my website is the same name. And Instagram is like where I'm most active, and you can find like memes and guides and content around food and body image. And um, I'm also working with, I work with one-on-one clients. So if someone is interested in like having support one-on-one, I accept clients. You can DM me through Instagram, or my website has some links for that too.
1: Great. Nice well thank you so much for coming on we've so like thoroughly enjoyed this yes thank yeah this
0: you. has been so
2: great thank you so much and so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a gal
1: Scout in our Facebook community.
2: You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and
1: subscribe to our podcast. So, thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey.